818 here at K-Fire Mitchell in the morning. No Todd Mitchell here this morning. Jesse Rossman filling in with the guns in the 701 as we check in with them every Friday. And, of course, for this time of the year. Wake up! No! He'll shoot your eye out, kid. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, guys. Clay and JD from Guns of the 701. (laughs) Merry Christmas. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. (laughs) Gotta love that Christmas story. That's a great movie. Absolutely the best. I've actually shot myself in the eye with a BB gun of, of Red Rider when I was a much younger lad. I, uh, I shot at a bird who was sitting on a tree, and the BB ricocheted directly back off of the ash tree and hit me right in the eyeball. But I didn't lose my eyesight, luckily. <laughs> I think I got that for my birthday, too, and not for Christmas, though. So. <laughs> uh, see, they were right, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, movies are right about a lot of things, apparently. So that one, I wish they were <laughs> yeah. right about. But like I said, didn't lose my eye, so I should have been wearing glasses. But, uh, you know, back in the early 80s, we didn't do that sort of thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> didn't use helmets. We didn't. We rode in the back of pickups, and somehow we all survived. <laughs> yeah. I still ride in the back of a pickup when I get a chance. But. <laughs> So my kids. So what's going on in Billings, Clay? I'm going I'm to let you kind of update this, uh, the story about the guy who lives uh, in the, quote, gun-free school zone. Yeah, you know, we've been following this case out there in uh, Billings, Montana. Uh, it's Gabriel Metcalf. He's a 49-year-old gentleman who he had to move back with his mother and, and take care of her is basically what happened. He came back to help her out, did some work, you know, for her. I mean, it's, it's like any of us face uh, a lot of times. We, we got to go back or we got to help our parents as they age, and then we're happy to do it. Well, he did this. Well, while he was there, and I'm just going to kind of give you a quick wrap-up or, or how we got yeah. here. Uh, basically, a neighbor moved in next to them guys, and, uh, well, he wasn't exactly a nice gentleman. Uh, he's actually had a lot of problems. He had a order protection filed against him by Gabriel and his mother because of his behavior and threats. Uh, essentially, he had felony charges uh, charged on him. There's a trial starting in January 2024, and uh, Matt Clapp and these guys, they felt threatened, and I guess I don't blame them. And uh, the police basically said they weren't much, couldn't be much help and left it at that. Well, Gabriel, like any of us, I'm sure you'd do the same, Jamie. Um if I felt threatened, I know I'd probably uh, protect my 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 property and my family. Well, that's yep. what uh, Mr. Metcalf did. He decided he's going to protect himself. He uh, told the police that uh, how the how it went. Police had to, told him that they would only prosecute violations of the protective order, which they had against the, the neighbor, if they had video evidence. Doesn't matter, you know. And, and as we go through this case. You know, someone can call in and just make a random call on the complaint. That's okay as long as it's against a gun owner. But when you're trying to actually uphold the law and protect yourself, no. Yeah. Police said, nope, can't do nothing. What was that, Jamie? 
Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just agreeing with you. You're exactly right. They're oh. more than happy to, to go and go after somebody if somebody makes an empty threat uh, claim against a gun owner. But if a gun owner does it, ah, you're paranoid or something. The guy also yep. had uh, a telephone. His neighbor there has also had a telephone threats against other people. So, yeah, that's uh, and and get this, the the Billings Police Department knew about all this but said there was not much they could do. So they kind of ignored the situation, which is actually going to tie into our next uh, article here when we're done. But <laughs> so Gabriel, uh, Mr. Matt Cathy, decided he's going to get his 20-gauge shotgun. It's a single shot. He sat on his front yard with his phone waiting for, you know, the guy did something. He had his phone. He had his gun to protect him. He had his gun to protect himself and his mother, his phone to video it, so that he could actually <clears throat> provide evidence to the police department as their request, really, and school is not in session. That's important. These guys live right across the street from a school. Now, as we all know, that there was the Federal Gun-Free Zone Act that was passed in uh, 1995, though, you know, it, it, it was found unconstitutional. But the Clinton administration, and as we all remember, old Beast Woman Reno, they decided to get in there and change a few words, and they claimed then that they fixed the constitutionality of it, and that, that's where this case goes. But the problem is, is he has a gun. He's within, this, within that zone on his private property, and, and this is where this all happens. Some people got a little bit upset, evidently. They complained about him having a gun across the street from a school. Mind you, it wasn't even in session. Uh, he said he's not violent, he's not threatened anyone, he had no criminal record, and we're talking about Mr. Metcalf. But the mm-hmm. local leftist paper out there, like a lot of them are, uh, I think Bismarck Tribune's one of them. Anyway, Bismarck Gazette publicized this case. They made remarks that the police could do nothing. They turned it into this huge thing. They publicized it, and the police said that they might be able to get their friends in federal government to help. Oh, now that's a smart idea, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> So Gabriel yeah. and Vivian, yeah. they were contacted by the FBI then. And uh, they believed that the FBI could police the local police. So they called them, too, which is another bad idea. Police officer mm-hmm. working on the joint ATF Billings Police Task Force then contacted Metcalf and Vivian. That's his mother. They obtained a warrant for the violations, and that's where it would happen. Rather than helping out these two people, nope, they just went ahead and they got a warrant said that they are in violation of Federal Gun-Free Zone Act, which I mentioned. And, I mean, this this thing, it's been upheld by five appellate courts since the rewording. Um, three have stated that, that the law remains unconstitutional, though. So it's a five of three. It, it hasn't been an unanimous up, upholding of it. But there's never been a good challenge out there since until now. And, that, and where this goes is, is he had his gun stored in, you know, days before the school started. Police task force didn't care. They come in, filed federal charges, and to kind of fast forward here, he sat in jail for a month, and then his federal defender, Mr. Russell Hart, was finally able to get the court to review the de- review everything at his detention hearing. He showed the judge that the prosecution had misled the court, which they did. That federal prosecutor, and we covered this before, basically made it sound like Mr. Metcalf was just this crazy man, essentially. Guns in the 701, we check in with them every Friday throughout the entire 8 o'clock hour. It's 825 here at KFIRE. You hang on, guys. I'll come back to you here in about 15 minutes, all right?
843 here at K-Fire. Mitchell in the morning. No Todd Mitchell here this morning already off celebrating Christmas. But we finish off the work week the same way every week. Guns in the 701, JD and Clay. We'll get back to your story after I uh, so rudely interrupted you guys earlier this hour here to finish off. But I, I did see something earlier this morning that I thought you guys might like. I'm sure you're very familiar with how the uh, the sports uniform works, how there's a name and a number on every jersey, right? And yep, absolutely, there there are options where you can create your own jersey. You can put whatever name, whatever number you want on it. You can put your your favorite number and your last <laughs> name on it. But this guy that I saw this morning, I believe it was at the Dallas Stars hockey game last night, hit the name on the back of the jersey is Amendment. The number is two. <laughs> Oh, big, that's awesome. What's big, big Second Amendment Dallas Stars fan. I thought you guys might like that. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awesome, man. I love it. I'm going to look that up. That's great. I bet Jamie will have one soon. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to start liking hockey. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. hey, um, before you get back to this, um, the guy had a clean record, right? It was Mr. Gabriel, but yet um, they threw him in the clink. And then they put a DPS bra- bracelet on the guy. And then how long did they do that? And what did that cost him for being nothing but was, uh, having a clean record? Yeah, 56 days he had this uh, GPS after he was finally released from jail. Cost him 10 bucks a day out of his own pocket. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of insane. So it was over 500 bucks, of course, to keep this on him. And that was one of the conditions. Uh, for for Gabriel to be let loose when he has done nothing wrong, and that was kind of what the basically the defender was saying, the federal defender. But anyway, what happened was is uh, the briefs have now been filed. He's out of jail right now. It's going to be a huge challenge uh, coming, you know, to this uh, gun free zone act, and it's probably the best one that we've ever seen. I think that's why a lot of like Second Amendment Foundation. And a lot of these other uh, gun uh, organizations that protect the Second Amendment are picking this up because it's going to be the first one after Bruin, which we all know Bruin was a huge, huge case setting precedent. So it's going to be interesting. It'll probably be appealed no matter how it's ruled here in the actual federal case in this court. Uh, Susan P. Waters uh, is the judge in this. I don't know a heck of a lot about her, but I can tell you that no matter the ruling, one side will appeal it, then it goes to what we call the Ninth Circus. It's the Ninth Circuit, but we've always called it the Ninth Circus because mm-hmm. of the craziness. And depending on what that three-judge panel goes with, um, it'll probably go all the way to the Supreme Court. That, that's my guess. I believe that's what will probably happen. And this case will be drug out for years. But at least Mr. Metcalf now, he is out of jail. <clears throat> he doesn't have a bracelet anymore on his ankle. And it's now just a, a matter of going through the the procedures and the appeals. So uh, I, I love the fact that Montana law actually upholds Mr. Metcalf's rights, but the feds came in and prosecuted this. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be expensive as any court case, but luckily uh, they've got some help. And they do have a GoFundMe. Uh, actually, it's a Go Send Go, and you can look that up. Uh, we did have that posted on our site for a while, and I can put that back up if anyone's interested. Uh, supporting these, this guy and, and helping him out. Well, a couple of things I would add there, Clay. You said um, it, it could be years before this case is resolved. Uh, 
So that makes next year's election even more important because if this does go to the Supreme Court and a Republican doesn't win the presidency and appoints more constitutionalist judges, you're going to get a leftist in there and, and he, he, she, whichever it is, gets to appoint yep. a, a Supreme Court judges. They'll appoint judges that, that think the Constitution's an outdated piece of toilet paper. In this case, will get thrown out, and this gun-free school zone act will be, will be ruled constitutional by them. And by the way, Clay, this was put in in 1995. Um, how's that gun-free school zone been working? <laughs> yeah, it's not working real well, is it? Because all them criminals no, say, oh, wait, there's a federal act. I better not go in there. Yeah, that's happening, isn't it? And guess what? They'll, the the leftists will say, Clay, that's because all the guns out of being out have been sold, but guns are illegal <laughs> to take on the school property. So how can that possibly be? Oh uh, boy, they don't right? talk about that, do they? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. called the inconvenient truth, which leftists absolutely detest. So Jesse, what's our hard absolutely. stop here? I got a couple stories. I'm gonna make sure I don't pick one that's too long, my friend. Let's go two and a half minutes. <laughs> Roger that. I'm going to stick with the one I got here, and we'll make it short. So uh, U.S. Army Reservist, who was interviewed by police about fellow reservist Robert Card, and if you forgot who Robert Card is, he was the guy who did the mass <laughs> shooting in Lewiston, Maine. Um, he downplayed warnings about him. His body camera showed September 16th footage, uh, captured audio, and blurred out the reservist being interviewed. Um, he was identified later as, uh, in a Maine lawyer's report as Captain Jeremy Reamer. Uh, Reamer told two officers that Card never made any specific threats, which later in the story I beg to differ, and that the base mm -hmm. officials at National Guard Base in Saco, where the body cam recordings took place, um, they were not expecting him to be there. Uh, he also said soldier, the soldier who initially reported concerns about Card is not the most credible. Well, it turns out the guy was credible, but in regards to Card, Reamer said, he did say he would shoot places, but he didn't say here. And remember, he just said um, <laughs> the threats were incredible. <laughs> and and uh, officers who conducted this less than five-minute interview um, asked, um, asking the captain these questions um, identified in the report to, to the sheriff as the commander of Card's company. And if they should continue to stake out his home and keep an eye on him, and, just, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Captain uh, Renner said uh, – I don't see that we need to tie you guys up here. So he basically told him we don't yeah. need you watching um, this card's house. <laughs> and if he does, and, and if he does show up at the base, uh, we're going to go ahead and de-escalate de it ourselves, and we'll handle it on our end. Um, you know, like and he, and he reiterated, he's not supposed to be here. Like I said, so <laughs> it, it, well. it, it, the, I mean, what more? What more of a sign do you need? And then I don't know if this guy was his good buddy and covering for him. Or what the heck was going on, but but I mean, it looks like this could have possibly been stopped, Clayton. Oh, it absolutely could have been. They just they ignored it, uh, and now they're trying to cover it up afterwards. Um, yeah. Guns of the 701, well, we hear from them every Friday morning. Get a good start to the weekend. Guys, thanks so much again. You have a Merry Christmas, all right? Merry thanks, Christmas, Jeffy, and uh, Thank you. Yep. Merry Christmas to everybody out there, and Happy New Year. And be safe while you're traveling, and just have a great time remembering that uh, Jesus is our Savior, and that's why we celebrate the season. Amen. All yes, right. Sir. Thanks, guys. Coming up on 851 here at K-Fire, we'll uh, celebrate some birthdays.